Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and happy Friday. It's August 26. The infamous Democratic National Convention opened in Chicago on this date in 1968. The four-day event nominated Hubert Humphrey for president, but it was marked by a bloody police crackdown on anti-war protesters in the street. Humphrey, of course, lost the 68 campaign to Republican Richard Nixon. Now let's see what your forecast has in store for your weekend plans over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovine here. Starting out cloudy this morning for many of you. Slight chance of a shower. Grab the umbrellas just in case as you head out the door. Starting out in the 70s, very warm and humid. We'll see a little bit more sunshine as the morning wears on and certainly more sun today compared to recent days. But mixed in though, still a couple of showers and storms this afternoon. If you have evening plans, high school football can't roll out a storm, although shouldn't be nearly as wet as it was last Friday. Rain chance about 30 to 40 percent for the next couple of days. High temperatures this weekend in the upper 80s with lows in the low to mid 70s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And let's get you up to date with your morning headlines. Multiple law enforcement agencies are still searching for an alleged kidnapper, but after a chase and massive search effort in downtown Charleston, the seven-year-old girl he's accused of taking has been found safe and unharmed. Police say Christopher Constein kidnapped his daughter on Wednesday. They warn he could be a danger to himself and others. He was last seen in the Hampton Park area of downtown Charleston, where he abandoned his car after being chased by police. If you have any information, you're asked to reach out to the Hanahan Police Department. Investigators say a man is dead after a tree fell across the road and landed on his car. According to the Charleston County Sheriff's Office, that incident happened around 540 yesterday on Old Jacksonboro Road when a pickup truck hit a tree that was falling across the road. Now, the St. Paul's Fire Chief says the tree sheared off the top of the vehicle. The driver died at the scene. His identity, his or, his or her identity, has not been released. Three people are in custody of the Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office in connection to recent attempts to steal catalytic converters. And the Sheriff's Office says it's all thanks to a tip from a concerned citizen. Orangeburg County deputies arrested 57-year-old Tracy Hughes and 35-year-old David Jones of Orangeburg, as well as 23-year-old Brandon Hanna of Goose Creek early Monday morning. Authorities say a caller reported a possible burglary in progress where multiple people were leaving a parked car in an apartment complex on Wingate Street. Hughes, Jones, and Hannah were taken into custody after officials say drugs were also found in the car involved in the incident. The state law enforcement division has arrested a Latson man who they say threatened a judge on social media. They say Paul Kozitz was arrested for intimidation and threatening the life of a public official. Kozitz was in court for previous charges and named his judge in a threatening post on Facebook, according to those arrest warrants. Now in the post, Kozitz wrote, justice is about to be served and I'm going to blast every one of you, end quote. 
New laws on animal restraint, in particular dog tethering and kenneling, are now in place in Georgetown County. Yeah, the new laws will begin being enforced in the coming weeks. Now, the rules are for an effort to place more restrictions on the conditions under which dogs and other domestic animals might be restrained. They prohibit dogs under six months from being tethered, require the animal to be within view of a caretaker, and have adequate shelter, food, and water at all times. Starting in September, anyone found to be violating this may be punished by a fine of at least $100 for the first offense and $200 for all violations after that. Well, a courtroom at the Charleston Municipal Court now has a new name in honor of the first black elected judicial official in the southeast. The court is being renamed in honor of Judge Richard Fields. In 1949, he was the first black lawyer to open a law office in Charleston since the early 1900s. He was also Charleston's first black municipal judge. Now, during that ceremony, a plaque was unveiled, which will be installed outside the courtroom next week. One Charleston City Council member says he draws from the example that Fields set before him. No matter how big of a case it was, no matter how um, small the case it was, no matter if you were a victim of a crime or the, the, a defendant about to be sentenced by him, he would listen. A native of Charleston, Fields graduated from Burke High School. He earned his law degree at Howard University. Six years after a plan to transform Folly Road on James Island was approved, changes might start happening to the major roadway soon. The first of three phases of the Rethink Folly Road plan will start at Ellis Creek and run past George Griffith Boulevard. That's right by the Walmart on James Island. State Representative Spencer Wetmore says the multi-million dollar phase has been funded by state, local and federal partnerships. Crews are now working on permits and acquiring rights of way. Along with making the road more pedestrian friendly, Wetmore says crews will be repaving the road and upgrading utilities and infrastructure. Project leaders hope to start construction by the end of this year. Democratic nominee for South Carolina Governor Joe Cunningham has called for five debates in the race for governor and lieutenant governor. This includes one debate between Cunningham and McMaster in each of South Carolina's four major media markets. One statewide lieutenant gubernatorial debate and an email from campaign manager Trevor Maloney. Cunningham's campaign emphasized the importance of discussing how to shape South Carolina's future. The proposed debates are listed on your screen. There's going to be one right here in the Low Country, October 24th at 8 p.m. South Carolina leaders say a new state law will strengthen the workforce and help more families, including the youngest South Carolinians. It provides paid leave for state employees when they welcome a child into their families. The law provides six weeks of 100% paid leave for state employees who give birth to a child and those who are the primary caregiver for an adopted child. State employees can get two weeks if they're the parent who does not give birth, the parent who is not the primary caregiver in an adoption, or a foster parent. We all know the first months after birth are critical to establishing a firm foundation that will impact maternal and newborn health for decades to come. And paid family leave is so important to making that reality for so many families. The new policy does not go into effect until October, but state leaders say it is a monumental step forward for South Carolina families.
The South Carolina Department of Transportation is looking for the community's input as developers continue to move forward with the 526 Low Country Corridor West Project. There will be a community mitigation meeting tomorrow in North Charleston where project directors will update the public on their plan and give them time to ask questions. Live 5's Lauren Quinlan joining us live from North Charleston with more on this particular project. Good morning. Good morning. The project director says the purpose of this meeting is to update the public on their community mitigation plan, which is their way of creating benefits for those communities that will be directly impacted by this project. According to the website, the project would span 9.7 miles between Paul Cantrell Boulevard in West Ashley and Virginia Avenue in North Charleston. Russeldale, Ferndale, Liberty Park, and Highland Terrace are the communities that will be directly impacted by this project. Joy Riley with SCDOT says over the last three years, they have been checking in with those communities and trying to make sure the community mitigation plan addresses their concerns. Residents have shared one of the biggest concerns is losing their homes due to the widening of the I-26 and 526 interchange. Riley says a lot of the programs in the mitigation plan are focused on increasing things like generational wealth, building affordable housing, scholarships, and job training opportunities. Those four main neighborhoods that will be impacted are predominantly minority communities. Riley says about 100 households will be torn down for this project, but they won't get started on construction until all residents have been relocated to the replacement housing they are planning on building. Not only just building housing that will provide new rental units for those that want to stay in rentals, uh, we're, we're planning on building 100 new apartment units that are affordable, um, but also 45 single-family lots with single-family homes on them and a first-time home buyer grant program that helps uh, those, those folks that are low-income. Although widening the interstate will get rid of homes in the area, officials believe it will help limit travel times, congestion, and more. Devin Clark, a West Ashley resident, says he sees accidents all the time, and it takes over 20 minutes sometimes to go a few miles on 526, so he's glad they are working to fix that. Tomorrow's meeting starts at 10 a.m. at the Ferndale Community Center right here in North Charleston. And developers tell me they really want to address any other concerns that residents may have since this is such a large project. Reporting live in North Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. Well, today marks one week since the body of 41-year-old Megan Rich was discovered on James Island. It's now been two weeks since she was originally reported missing. Officials say the suspect in her death, a man she shares a child with, later took his own life. Live 5's Anna Harris spoke with a group of Rich's friends who gathered last night at one of her favorite restaurants on John's Island to hear more about how they're remembering her life. Just over a year ago, Megan Rich was at Crazy Owl celebrating her 40th birthday with friends. Now, they celebrate her life by remembering her infectious personality she had. They describe her as a person that was easy to approach, would talk your ear off, and one that deeply cared for her two kids. One friend even said that at her funeral today, they felt like Rich was going to walk in at any moment as if nothing ever happened. They say this situation can happen to anybody. Contact, be in contact because the thing that helped everyone to know that something was wrong, even if it was too late per se, was that they knew something was wrong because she wasn't contacting. So just be in touch, divulge as much information as you feel safe doing so and find somebody trust that you trust to make a plan. Rich's friends say this is going to take time to process and going back to normal won't be so normal without her. On John's Island, Anna Harris, Live 5 News.
Well, people do all sorts of things in rush hour traffic. They eat, make phone calls, listen to the radio. Yes, but a low country native living in Houston, she did something most people never do. She gave birth to her baby right there in the front seat. Meet little Magnus Diem Miles. So precious. Magnus Diem is Latin for great day, and that's exactly what it turned out to be for the family, despite that chaotic start. Yeah, look at his full head of hair. <laughs> the mother, Amanda Miles, grew up in Cross in Berkeley County. She and her husband, Giovanni, and their kids live in Houston. And two weeks ago, as Giovanni rushed to get Amanda to the hospital after a water broke, Magnus, he couldn't wait. He, he's still saying five more minutes, and I remember saying, oh no, he's here. And I gave one more, one more uh, scream, and out he came, right? And oh. I was wearing a dress, and so I was able to just lift him out of my dress. You know, baby came out, I kind of glanced over, and I was like, oh my God, I can see his head on the passenger seat. <laughs> and oh. all I could do was get us there. Amanda says everything happened so fast that they never had time to panic. She made sure the baby was fine and rubbed his back until he cried. Mm -hmm. By the way, the baby weighed eight pounds and eight ounces. Although his name is Magnus, dad says his nickname might be Beamer Boy because he was delivered in their BMW. Oh, chunk, chunk. Uh, yeah, he's adorable. Professional surfers were down at Folly Beach yesterday, giving kids with autism a chance to catch some waves. Yeah, this is a cool program. The Surfers Healing Folly Beach event has been going on for more than a decade, and it gives children struggling with social abilities a chance to surf with some of the best in an accepting atmosphere. 250 participants plus around another 250 volunteers, staff, family members, and surfers from around the country made it a day these children will cherish forever. I love it. Yes, they look like they're having so much fun. It was a big day in the entertainment world on this date in 1946. An actress named Norma Jean Baker signed a contract with 20th Century Fox. The studio would change her name to one that you've surely heard of, Marilyn Monroe. Celebrating a birthday this Friday, actress Melissa McCarthy is 52. Actor Macaulay Culkin is 42. Actor Chris Pine, who's Captain Kirk in the new series of the Star Trek films, is 42. And actress Kiki Palmer is 29. Thanks for starting your day with us. All of us at Live 5 News, hope you have a great weekend. For Morning Y'all, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.